Welcome to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we are unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Crystal Roberts, and together with Trisha Ryan, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we're exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing today? Hey, I am great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Um, I'm still recovering from our raucous anniversary party. Oh my gosh, Crystal, that was so much fun. I had a great time. How about you? I had a great time. I loved how many people came out. Thank you to our, the, the people who showed up were our people that are true supporters of the podcast and have been so vocal and so supportive of us. And so that was so much fun to have them here with us on Zoom. And it was also really fun to be able to treat them a little bit mm-hmm. with the, all of the giveaways. You know, I thought that was so much fun. I, for one thing, it was it was amazing to me, the people that actually showed up. I thought that was great. There were a couple of folks that came that I didn't expect to be there. Yeah, And they came and they stuck around and they played the games with us. And, you know, it was just it was such a fun day. I really enjoyed it. And time went way too fast for yeah, me. Yeah, an oh hour. Gosh. It goes, it flies by as we know, right? <laughs> this is supposed to be a, a quick episode, a quick gem, but we know us. We'll see if it's a quick gem. We'll try and keep it short for you. <laughs> I think we have yet to get a quick gem out in less than, what, 40 minutes or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but thanks again to our listeners who did show up. We yeah. really love it. And I have to say thank you to those who weren't able to make it too. Yeah. We've, we've got a wonderful listenership. Our our network is amazing. And so I'm sorry that you weren't able to make it. When we hit our second year, I hope that you will try because that would be lovely. It would be lovely. And who knows that our next one, we may have to have a little live in the room, in the podcast room party. That would be kind of fun. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. A couple of things that we announced of things that are coming up in our second year that we know now anyway, is that we have a free workshop coming up. Yes. We have not settled on a date yet because there's a lot of things going on in our lives, but we're going to get that out next week. We promise we'll have it to you, but it's a, it's just a one hour free workshop. Uh, we're calling it Vuku Voodoo and it's mm-hmm. about sustaining and inspiring a healthy, trusting culture during major change. And this is going to be really fun. We want you to come and this is an opportunity for you to learn a little bit, but also to connect with other leaders that are, are listening to the podcast. So that's what we want. We want you guys to have a chance to network a little bit, get to know each other, maybe get some support, um, and, and gain some new, some new friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's always a really smart thing to do when you're a leader anyway. You know, as leaders, we've we've had opportunities to connect with people. We had no idea who they were or where they came from or yeah. what they did, right? And, and there's so much you learn from people you don't know. And perspectives to be gained are just rich. I love that. Um, we just we just did a thing this, this week. We were on a, a live chat or a yeah. live gathering of other coaches, all from our... Hudson Institute that we went to, but 
we didn't know most of them. Yeah. And it was really interesting to hear how people use what they learned in different ways. There are a lot of people who don't do a traditional coaching job or don't become traditional coaches, but their their work is fascinating. So, yeah. you know, I think that the same thing goes with having a lot of leaders coming together talking about what other kind of whatever industry you're in, whatever kind of leadership that you do, it could be really um, a rich experience for you. Yeah. One of the fun things about that was that they did these breakout. And so we want to do that with you mm-hmm. as well. The breakout was with people, obviously, that we didn't know. And it gave us a chance to get to know some new people. And what we realized is that there's a lot of commonality about mm-hmm. the things that both we hope for and things that are challenging for us. And so that's one of the things we want to do is be able to bring this community together a little bit. So when you have similar challenges, you'll find you have similar challenges and you, and you can support each other in that way. You know, I think that's a really good point, Crystal, because I think that most leaders, I don't know about if everybody has had leadership outside of one organization, but leaders across industries and across different disciplines most often find that they have more in common than they don't, you know, and I think that's what's fascinating. You're not alone is what one of the messages that comes with that is that you're not alone in the world. So if you think that you're, you're doing something that maybe is a real challenge or, or something that you've never done before and you put it out in the universe often, it'll come back with a lot of voices saying, I know I had that too. And I just, you know, and here's how I did it. Here's how I worked through that. So it's, it's a great way to get a little bit of new network mentoring or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And we know in this journey of making a better world that there are going to be some challenging days. Mm -hmm. We experience those. And so having a network of people that you can rely on to reach out to and just get support from and and maybe to share some of your wild, crazy ideas with and somebody else to say, that's a great idea. You should pursue that. And hey, maybe I can even help you because I have some kind of knowledge or resource or something that might be able to support you in that implementing that kind of wild idea. That's what it takes. And so we want to build that community for you. So part of that is this upcoming free workshop. And then we're also following that we'll be actually creating a Facebook community for our listeners to be able to interact with each other. So we're looking forward to that as well. It's going to be a fun year. So we've got things to talk about. We had all sorts of gems from last week's visit with Robert Chisholm, who has, he's an amazing photographer or an artist, you know, and he came up with some things that, and unfortunately, after we were done recording, it's not unfortunate. It was always fortunate for us, right? We, we got the gems, but he came up with some really great gems that, you know, didn't come out in our discussion. And I, I was just taken back by, you know, how deep his thinking is when he's doing something you know just the just the thought about you know getting a camera and and not having that vision and and trying to feel his feel his his art or feel get some feeling in his heart about what he was doing he was taking just taking pictures before and then he he started feeling it a little bit more and he and he felt that there was maybe a little more of a purpose to some of that there was just so much that he gained from just getting a camera and having somebody have faith in him and, 
you know, and giving him the encouragement to go on and find his purpose and go on and, you know, grow his passion for something that is something we all get to benefit from, which is, I think that's like life changing. And to me, that's making a better world in so many ways. Yeah. I loved that art of the pause, essentially. So Mm -hmm. really such a good lesson for our life as well, where if we can just be a little bit quiet and we can take a pause and we can look around and get grounded and really take in what's happening before we take action. So, so important and such a, a helpful thing for the photography, but also for our life. You know, if you think back on something that we, we learned a while back with another of our wonderful guests about the stop method. Yeah. You know, and that's really what that's about, right? It's taking, stopping and taking, taking in the environment, you know, that's, that's that pause in some cases, right? So in that case, it's really about how to not knee jerk react to the world, Mm -hmm. right? But you could use that same model for photography or whatever, you yeah. know, and, and say, yeah, just stop and drink in the, the beauty around you yeah, and find that spot that sings to you or yeah. that spot that that's got a story behind it that you want to capture. Yeah. I think it's very similar also as thinking to savoring that idea of mm-hmm. savoring where both it's the anticipation. We didn't talk a lot about that in our interview with with Robert as far as what leads up to that, but that fully being present that allows us to flourish more, allows us to take in more of the joy Mm. that's happening in that moment and not be clouded by other things that have happened to us in the day or the weeks leading up to that event. But the other cool thing with savoring is that it's the after as well. And so I loved what he said about that, if he's able to capture, I'm not going to say this exactly how he said it, but if he's able to capture that moment was the colors and the vibe and the way it felt, he, he felt like he was able to take away a little bit of magic Mm -hmm. from that moment and he could keep that with him. And I thought that's like perfect for savoring, right? It's, it's part of that. You go back and you reflect on it. Um, You think about, oh, what was actually happening during that time, not just the actual picture, but it brings back and floods back all of that goodness that you've taken in. And, you know, there's this is not a part of what we're really getting into today, but it is. There are so many benefits physically to our bodies when when we do those very same things, those taking a pause and saving that moment and, you know, and thinking about what is that thing that's feeding my heart or making me, making me feel centered and whole or whatever, you know, that, that is really good for all sorts of things like, oh, your blood pressure, you know, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we really love that episode. Thank you, Robert, for, for bringing us all that goodness. And there's many more gems that we could go into, Mm -hmm. but what we're going to be talking about today was, is kind of a jumping off point we're going to be talking about what's art got to do with leadership. So if you're one of our followers, hopefully that you did hear it in what Robert was saying, but we're going to draw it out really explicitly here in this gems episode about what's art got to do with it. 
And it comes from an article from the Harvard Business Review called Every Leader is an Artist by Michael O'Malley. And we will put a link to it in mm-hmm. our show notes. Yeah, this is um, actually a really interesting article um, because they're actually trying to make a connection and show how art and leadership are hand in hand. They're the same thing, essentially. I mean, if you think about how art presents and how leadership presents, yeah, very similar. Yeah. And I also think we often hear people sort of have this argument about is leadership an art mm. or is leadership a science? Ah. And what basically he's saying here is it's both. Mm-hmm. We obviously know that the practice of leadership, good leadership, great leadership, exceptional leadership has a lot of research behind it. It's based on a lot of study and that's changed over the years, what we think of as good leadership. So we know that there's definitely science backing it up, but there is also a lot of art to it. So thinking a little bit about that as well. You know, there was something in this article, I'm going to actually read this because I was kind of struck by just the sentence to me was so poignant. It was, the best leaders and artists give us perspective on our social condition, whether it's good or bad, and greater appreciation of the world, our world ourselves, and our choices. They challenge, excite, comfort, and motivate. And that is like so true. When you think about art, doesn't that do that? That's, Absolutely. You see people who are totally moved by a piece of art, right? And yeah. or it energizes them to a point that they want to get out and do something. Save the world, right? Feed feed the world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And leadership does the same thing. Yeah. It's that inspiration, right? It's that drawing people in, getting them interested, showing them that they're appreciated, that they matter, you know, that's leadership. Yeah. I I also love this sentence that says they bring us closer together by providing a forum Mm. for shared experiences and by forging a sense of community. And that is what's really important here too, is bringing together community. Mm. Yeah. It's just amazing to me. I guess I didn't realize that they had an article out on leadership and art, Yeah, but it is, um, it's high time. And I know this is not a new article. It's been out for years. Yeah. But so it's not, it's not something people haven't thought about. Yeah. But it's something that we need to think about now because of so much that's going on in the world that's new and different. And to, for a leader to think of what they do beyond science as an art, I think it could really shift the way a leader presents. Yeah. And certainly the impact they have. Yeah. Yeah, the nuance around around that. Um, I also like where he was saying, while people may disagree about the quality of a given work of art or leadership, I would say, we generally know how to communicate our experience of what we've seen or heard. Mm-hmm. And we certainly would agree with that on, yes. on both occasions, leadership and art. So he gives us 12 artistic criteria for judging the art of particular leaders. And what was interesting is when we looked at this list of 12 things, it's also, you can look at it as judging art, mm-hmm. like the literal art, photography, painting, any media of art. And you can also look at, at judging leadership, essentially, too. 
So I'm not, when I'm reading mine, we're going to go back and forth, right, on the 12. And when I'm reading mine, I'm not going to put a lot of editorial into it because I think I want our listeners to mm. think about art and think about leadership yeah, and see where that lies for them. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Okay. So I'll start it off. Sounds great. That's okay. The first one, to appreciate their leadership or their art, we should ask about its intent. Do they make an express commitment to achieve certain exceptional ends? Number two is focus. Do they highlight certain features of the business environment over others to separate the important from the trivial? That's setting priorities. Mm -hmm. Skill. Do they demonstrate mastery or virtuosity in critical aspects of business? Do they possess a foundation for understanding people, organizations, and the way work is accomplished? Number four is form. Do they combine their communications, structures, policies, etc., into a unified, coherent whole? Number five, representation. Do they convey meanings in non-obvious and captivating ways as opposed to giving simple directives and making straightforward declarations of fact? Number six is imagination. Do they make surprising and unconventional departures from the ordinary that create a new sense of awareness or understanding? Number seven is authenticity. Do they present a stylistic distinctiveness that is an honest expression of their individuality and personal beliefs? Number eight is engagement. Do they offer complex and challenging information that stimulates intellectual effort and imaginative contemplation? Number nine, pleasure. Do they provide emotionally rewarding experiences that are shared among members of a group, promoting stronger bonds and fostering personal fulfillment? Number 10 is human significance. Do they facilitate personal reflection about who one is, what is most important, what is culturally valuable, and what is possible? Number 11, context. Do they take actions that are commensurate with institutional practices, customs, demands, and norms, and communicate in a style that is understandable and appropriate? And number 12 is criticism. Do they welcome discourse and evaluation from others regarding how well they have performed and the amount of appreciation they should be afforded. Hmm. So I'm curious, Trisha, these are all wonderful. When you think about the leaders that you've coached and that you've worked with, Mm -hmm. which ones do you think 
maybe one or two do you think are most challenging for leaders? Well, I'm glad you said that because if you think about, I don't think I have ever known a leader that possessed all of these things at all. I don't think they've been great at all of these things. I think there are some things that leaders certain leaders are good at, and it's like an artist. Everybody is unique in that, right? Um, I'd say probably leaders that I have worked for who I have totally respected um, certain qualities about them and wanted to maybe follow in that that stead. Um, I think imagination is something that I always felt was really important and I've had leaders who have been truly imaginative and we have soared in things. I had one leader who was one of my first leaders actually and he was so creative in in developing programs like an executive leadership um, it was like a lecture series but it was back then nobody did that you know we didn't have the internet or anything but we had satellite and um, it was amazing he brought in really really wonderful people you know like Ram Sharan and Warren Bennis and you know a lot of the leaders thought leaders of the of that time it was amazing to follow that and hope that I could be that imaginative or that that creative in my life and always mm-hmm. look for those things that would spark my interest, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think authenticity is another thing that is so hard sometimes for yeah. for leaders to achieve. You know, they, they're so bent on putting a certain front up to make sure that they're, you know, they're the leader. You know, they're at the, the front of the pack or the very back of the pack, right? That sometimes authenticity authenticity takes a hit, you know, and I think it's because they're trying so hard, you know, if they just didn't have to try so hard, just be yourself, right? Yeah. We're all humans. Yeah. Right. We all come, we choose to come to work and leaders choose to lead. It is, it's a privilege, you know, being a leader is, is a privilege. And so bringing your best self, but bringing your authentic self is so important. And it's a tough thing to do, especially when there's so many things that are going on in a business and it's tough and it's decisions are hard to make and people decisions are always hard to make. So, um, you know, I, I'd say that one is a tough one. Those are, those are a few. Um, the, the imagination or imaginative one is one that I find it's not always that easy to get in someone too because they're so busy and they're so busy trying to either fix or prepare or whatever. And sometimes it's kind of hard to take that time out. So, yeah, I would say for me, the authenticity also when I work with, um, leaders, it's can be challenging to stand out. Authenticity means oftentimes that you have to stand out And sometimes cultures have a way of trying to sort of make everybody the same Mm -hmm. or you're, you know, fitting in to go to get along, you know, going along to get along. You kind of hear that statement and the leaders that I most respect are definitely the ones who have authenticity and they're the ones that may not 
be the most successful in a particular kind of environment, a particular kind of culture. But overall, when you look at a career, those are the people who have made a difference, who have truly changed things for people. Yeah, and so, I think I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, thank you. Well, but uh, the, I've most admired those people. And it takes vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It takes courage to stand up and to be different. Yeah, but it, on the and sort of to go a little bit more with that authenticity, though, also and sort of align it with what we're doing here in the podcast is we do need every voice. Mm-hmm. We need every unique talent, every idea to solve these critical problems that we have and to take advantage of any opportunities that there are to make a better world. And so authenticity is such a critical element of that. What's your passion following your passion? What's your, um, what is the thing that makes you unique and different? And I think about that with Robert in his photography. Uh. And it was so interesting when he was saying, well, there's people who criticize it, his work and say, well, there's not a mountain there or there's, you know, you Photoshop that in. And he has, even though it's beautiful work, he has to defend it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sad in a way, but I thought he took a great approach to that to say, Hey, I'll educate you. I'll show you where I took the photo. Um, so you can go and see this beautiful site yourself, but I'm not going to waste all my time trying to convince you of what is actually a fact. I'm going to tell you the fact, and then I'm going to move on and put my focus in a place where I'm getting positive support and I thought that's such a good way to think about it for leadership like there are always going to be people who don't like you personally Mm -hmm. or attack you personally or that don't support the direction you're going but if you show up authentically and you continue and you're consistent in that then in the end put your focus and put your energy on those people that are supporting you that are following you and moving you in that right direction. I love that. And, you know, I love the, you said something earlier about um, bringing your crazy ideas or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And I think of that as also the imaginative self, right? And to your point about us needing people to bring their authentic selves to the table now, because our new norm, there is no new norm. It's the next norm. There are going to be the next norm and the next norm and the next norm. And and seriously, that's always been going on, but it's never been more in your face than it is right now. We've got too many changes that are happening that we can't ignore anymore because, because it's changing our world and we're going to be affected. We're already affected by it. And so being imaginative to me is like, bring that crazy idea, bring them, because that's what we're missing in some cases, we're missing those crazy ideas, those people coming in and saying, well, what if we did this? You know, what if we were just like throw that out and, and what if we got rid of this machine and what if we had, you know, we did something else? You know, or what if we didn't do that at all? What if we stopped using paper? Wow, what if we stopped using paper? What does that look like, right? Yeah. You know, and and I just think there's... there's what if we bought different toilet paper? Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
We're back, <laughs> back on toilet on paper. Oh no! <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you got to go back and listen. If you have, we've got a ago. couple of episodes on that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Jeff McAuliffe, go to the Jeff McAuliffe episode. <laughs> Fifty-two weeks of birthday. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but seriously, I think that you know all twelve of these things have their challenges. Yeah. And all twelve of them are also you know you're going to find individuals that are going to have more than one of these that are just they just shine right. Yep. And. I would say take those moments because and look at them and think of them as the art because that's something you can drink in and say, that's either what I want to be, that's what makes me feel comfortable, that's what makes me feel grounded, I can appreciate that. That's what we do with art, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I actually was thinking maybe we marry the two a little bit. Mm. Like, can you find a picture whether you go to Robert Chisholm's website or you just go online and maybe Pinterest or something and and look at some pictures um, or even just look in your phone your own phone and the pictures that you've taken and what's a picture that might represent the best you as a leader I love that so as we look at these 12 artistic criteria for judging the art of leaders What's an artistic representation Mm. of you as a leader? I love that. And, you know, I think that's that's that pause again, right? Yeah. I mean, look at pictures that you have on your phone or look at pictures on Robert's website, you know, um, Robert Chisholm Photography. Um, And it's Chisholm Works, C-H-I-S-M-W-E-R-K-S. And I think you'll be really impressed but go to just anything any place where you um like sitting or just you know reflecting or you know just go through a book or something and look through pictures but the whole idea is to you know reflect and take a pause and think about your style of leadership and and how you show up and maybe the impact you have yeah yeah i love that so this was a fun discussion. Thanks, Trisha. Thank you. We do want to let people know about one quick correction from the last episode with Robert Chisholm. So we said about six times what the date was for his <laughs> show, his art photography show, which is in at Craft 19 in Sumner, Washington. We said it was on Saturday, April 14th. <laughs> Saturday is actually the 15th. So Saturday, April 15th is when the art show is. Yes. If you show up on the 14th, (laughs) you'll have some great crepes and maybe some amazing coffee, but there won't be any Robert Chisholm pictures. No, no, not till Saturday. So, and you'll miss Trisha too. So Trisha will be there uh, for part of the day. But Crystal's bailing on us. No, I'm sorry. She won't be able to make it. I'm going to be with a group of leaders launching them into their leadership development program. So shout out to you if anybody's listening. I'm super excited to be starting this really fun program Mm -hmm. where you're going to learn a lot, you're going to grow, and you're going to make wonderful connections. So, And I'm wishing you much success on that. I think that's it's long anticipated, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had a cohort that ended in January. Mm-hmm. And so this is our second cohort. Lovely. And um, it's going to be fun. So let's keep the conversation going. 
If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at lifting underscore leaders. There are so many exceptional podcasts coming up more with fantastic guests. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. If you know someone who would find this episode inspiring, share it with them, text them, email them, or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag us at lifting underscore leaders. If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find show notes there as well. If you're looking for help in developing your leaders or would like a growth opportunity yourself through leader coaching, please contact us through our website at www.liftingleaderspodcast.com. Thank you to Ari Chance Roberts for his technical support of our show. Lastly, please subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you, Crystal. Oh, I always love this. Thanks to our audience for listening. Find ways every day to lift each other up. Have a fantastic week. Take good care.